0: Welcome to the Fight for Yourself Podcast. I'm Michelle O'Connor, and I'm transforming my life one little choice at a time. Let's do this. Episode 45 slowing down well hi my friends I hope you all are fabulous I'm really happy to be back here talking to you today and today I want to talk about the concept of slowing down this has been swirling around in every area of my life and so per usual I bring it to you And obviously right now at the time of this recording, we're in the middle of a pandemic and it feels like the whole world has slowed down. And so what can we learn from that? What lesson can we extract? Let's explore. I've been leaning into learning and practicing meditation for quite some time now, but I've really leaned in since quarantine and I can just really feel a shift in myself. I've practiced short meditations in my miracle morning sessions for a couple of years now, but during quarantine, I have been extending those a bit and really focusing on making sure they happen every morning. I've been doubling down, y'all. And as you may know from my last episode, uh, I lost my mother just before quarantine started. And leaning into grief meditations and going into the quiet has been a comfort. Beyond that, I'm seeing this theme of slowing down show up in so many ways. From the quality of life that I'm living, to my career, to how I eat. So I thought I'd bring it here to talk it all out with you. Something has been calling me to slow my roll and attend to my needs more. So what has that been looking like? Well, I've been experimenting with longer breath sessions in the early morning, like I said, closing my eyes, sometimes accompanied with stretching or yoga poses. Basically, I'm offering space to go inside focus on breath and follow what my body wants to do. I think what's important here is that many of us think meditation is some sort of strict thing that monks do and it has to be without thoughts and look a certain way. And what's really helped me is to let all of that go and just feel what my body wants to do. I start with focusing on breath and sometimes I just let my body stretch and move the way it wants to. I work hard to make it a judgment free zone. If thoughts come in, I greet them and I let them go. And sometimes it's five minutes and sometimes it's much longer. But what I notice is that after months of this practice, and really letting go of that judgment. Just flowing the way that I want to do it for me, what's helping me. I was able to reach that same peaceful feeling quickly in small moments throughout my day. It no longer existed in that morning session only. It started to infiltrate my day, you know, before a meeting, anytime I notice anxiety rising, before a meal, etc. And I started to feel more in control. When I gained control of my breath, I was able to kind of gain control of my emotions, my anxiety, my whole self. That does not mean that I have full control. But I started to feel, and am starting to feel, like... I am a little more under control and I'm able to manage better. And tapping into that has been magic. For many of us, this strange quarantine time has forced us into a slower way of living. And I know that's not true for all of you. Bless you, parents. But for many of us, it has removed any kind of social obligation. And so it has forced us to live in a slower way. At least it has for me. And I'm leaning into that slowness to learn the lesson. I'm trying hard not to push against it and offer resistance and more suffering and instead lean into it. What can I learn? Universe, what can I learn? One thing I do know is that our culture rewards and glorifies busyness. The busier you are, the better you are. And I just do not think this is healthy. And I fall into this trap so many times, but it is toxic. It can feel like if we aren't always doing something, we're lazy, right? That our only value is in doing. In fact, my therapist brought this up to me and said, listen, you are not what you do. Your value is not what you do. It was a great reminder. It seems so twisted and against the natural order of the balance between action and rest. I don't know about you, but at some point I forgot to prioritize my rest. You see, without slowing down, we cannot hear what our bodies and our guts and instincts are telling us. And that disconnection seems like it leads to big disaster to me. I love the story that Elizabeth Gilbert tells about her first foray into trying to meditate and kind of connect back into her her gut instinct and her intuition and being quiet and If you don't know already, I'm sure you do, but she is the famous author of eat, pray, love and big magic and many other books. Um, she's also my imaginary friend, but she doesn't know that, but she tells this story about trying to meditate and how bad she was at it. She went all in, went to an ashram, was really going all in about trying to learn this meditation practice. And make change in her life. Yet she just could not find her way. And so she went to her teacher for guidance. And she explained that she had tried everything. But she could just not find peace with her practice. And her teacher advised her by saying, There's nowhere to go. You cannot escape yourself. Oof. That is... Just really poignant. It's a big lesson. No matter how busy we are, we cannot escape ourselves. Busy is a distraction. And just like anything else, it takes us away from our center. No matter how busy we are, we cannot escape ourselves. I just have to say it again. And so, knowing that, I invite you to slow down. Just slow down a bit. A couple of years ago, my life had gotten to such a busy place that I could no longer take the stress. Between a wild workload and a music schedule, I was drowning, suffering really. I literally had to take a drastic leap to change my whole career, which was really hard because I felt passionate about what I was doing. However, I was suffering. I was desperate to slow down the pace of how things were going. So I had to make some tough decisions. And friends, it made such a huge difference but it wasn't easy it was a very challenging move but also very necessary when you slow down you take the space that is needed to be able to appreciate the tiny beautiful things in your life you create space for gratitude which sparks your happiness which is the most important When I started to slow down, I first realized that I naturally operate on a higher buzzy level. That's the only way I could describe it. It's just a higher buzzing level. And consciously slowing down helped me chill and tap into my own true wisdom. I imagine that wisdom as a pool That always lives within us we just need space to access that wisdom pool and it's really powerful stuff I think it's important to also talk to one of the barriers to slowing down in our culture today social media not only does it suck up so much time that you could be taking to be quiet and connect with yourself but it also can make us feel like we need to strive to be busy and document it to compare with everyone else's highlight reel. It really feeds into that culture of busyness I was talking about earlier. I'm working hard to be aware of that effect on me. I made a rule to only browse after I'd spend time grounding in meditation. I no longer let it be the first input in my brain of the day. And I'm in no way suggesting a drastic solution like swearing off all social media, but I'm planting a seed that you and I be aware and create boundaries around it. My goal for fight for yourself on social media is really to bring some positivity and hope and inspiration into your feed when you are looking at it. And I wanna show my efforts To becoming the best that I can be. And hopefully that's showing you that it's possible for you too. My intent there is always, look, it's possible for you too. But that aside, consider how much time you're spending on social media and or how it's making you feel. Is it making you feel like you're not doing enough? If so, maybe turn it off, take a break. And speaking of social, one major way that I've slowed down my role is by cutting way back on socializing. Obviously the quarantine forced that, but I was doing this um, before this all happened. I found myself saying yes to a lot of things that other people wanted me to do. But in the end, it left me feeling spent, overly exhausted, feeling like I'm always behind and playing catch up. And also that I was doing things I didn't want to do. And that's no offense to any of the people that I do socialize with, it's more about me and what resonated with me and taking the space I needed helped me realize how much time I was spending doing things that other people wanted me to do. It took me slowing down to realize it was time to fight for myself and set some boundaries around my time. Let me be clear. This did not make me popular um, because who wants to be told no all the time, but it was a sacrifice I was willing to make to care for me. I definitely want to explore these kinds of boundaries and the sacrifices we make to set them in another episode, but we, we will set that on a side plate for now, but it's tough stuff. But by taking the space I needed and being honest and intentional about what I do choose to do and attend in my social group, I can really show up as my full self and be my best in those situations, more quality, less quantity. Again, folks in my life aren't always happy about my choice to limit this socializing and the fun stuff. But I do my best to express my truth with kindness. Again, trying to set those boundaries that are not easy, especially for us people pleasers. I make my wellness my priority, period. And over time, I've gotten stronger in that. And again, in quarantine, we have swung to the opposite end of the spectrum. But I'm finding that this space, this slowing down, offers me so much clarity on who I am and what and who are important to me. And I know that giving all of my energy outward to social events played a part in making me sick and out of balance. And it's my responsibility to create the balance that works for me. And when I say sick, it specifically led to unhealthy behaviors and really unhealthy eating stuffing because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do and I wasn't in balance. Okay, so let's talk about how slowing down relates to eating. I'm definitely a super fast eater by nature. I think I can get so caught up in being in a hurry and getting things done that it shows up when I eat. I know I'm not the only one in this. I mean, I am really, I can really whip through a meal quickly. So this is one of the most important areas where I've seen the value of slowing down and I am still working on it every meal. So how do I do that? Well, some simple practical ways are intentionally having a habit of enjoying a glass of water before the meal to take a pause before eating, to check in with yourself and realize the food you're about to enjoy. Just taking a pause and drinking some water. It's very simple, but if you make a habit of it, it works. Our brains actually need time to register what is laid before us. What is this meal? And it can help to sit down, drink some water, and make the meal more of an event. Another trick I like to do is make tea that I enjoy mid-meal to take a pause and check in with myself. A mid-meal tea break to digest and check in with my body's hunger and fullness cues. It's very simple, but these are like structured slow-down tactics. I mean, these are very, very simple, but practiced over time can really slow down the eating process, at least it has for me, and transformed my food choices and ultimately my health and how my body functions. And that's powerful. Because I'm taking time to think, to pause, to connect with my body. And again, for us fast eaters, it's not easy. But anything worthwhile is not always easy. Taking time to check in with your gut wisdom is really powerful. It's called your enteric nervous system, or your gut brain, and you might have heard of gut brain and probably know more about it than I do, but tapping into its intelligence is definitely a skill worth developing. Using your gut feeling, even with your food choices, or especially with your food choices, will help you know what your body wants. We're not in a hurry. For most of us, food is not a scarcity, so we slow down and listen, breathe, and listen to that gut wisdom that you have within you. Training yourself to do some intentional breathing when making food choices, or any choices for that matter, will help. We often think of the brain as the command center, but in truth, our gut brain works in tandem with our mind to process and send information. And its power cannot be underestimated. I suspect I'll go in more depth with this in another episode because it's just absolutely fascinating. But for now, I just invite you, encourage you, prod you to simply slow down where you can in your life, whether it's with eating or trying some breathing practice or meditating so that you can listen to what your gut has to say. You don't always have to be busy. And as always, when I say things to you, I'm reminding myself. There is a fantastic book, by the way, a on the subject of eating and slowing down. It's called The Slow Down Diet by Mark David. And I was inspired by the empowerment that this book encourages. It's not some new method to follow. Um, It's a text that reminds us that we have what we need to live a healthy lifestyle within us. Again, we just need to listen. As I wrap up this episode, I hope that it was helpful to you in some way, that it's planted a seed. And as a true coach, I want to end with some questions for you to think about, to process throughout your day, or maybe journal on. In what small ways can you free up some space in your life to slow down a bit? I know that we all have a lot going on, but what are some small ways that you could slow down just a bit? Although many circumstances in our schedule are out of our control, if you really dig in and think about it, which ones can you control? And finally, what could slowing down do for you? What could finding a little space to slow down do for you? Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences around this or any of the other topics that we explore here. Um, feel free to comment or send me an email at fightforyourselfcoach at gmail.com or come see me at Podcast on Instagram. And also, if you want to work with me, you can go to fightforyourself.net and click the work with me tab and message me and we can discuss what that might look like for you. Remember, you are worth all of this effort. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to my story. Every download means so much to me, and if this message means something to you, please write a review in iTunes, share our Insta posts, and check out fightforyourself.net if you need a little inspiration. Remember, reviews and iTunes mean we reach more people with a message of everyday empowerment. So that's it for this episode. I'm hoping that you will kind of take a glance at your life uh, through the lens of risk-taking and see what you could find out about yourself. Thank you for listening to this one, and I hope you stick with me for future episodes because I have so much more to say.